0: Dead Air Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest, the time is now.
1: What's up with that? Let's start jamming.
2: Welcome to episode 81 of Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. this I don't even know how many times I've used the Slipknot um, instrumentals as bed music for the show, but I promise you this is going to be at least the last time for a year I'm going to try to shelf this. I kind of have new metal thoughts right now, so and some new metal things to talk about. So that's why I was like, fuck it, let's just go with the Slipknot But yeah, for originality's sake And uh, for just the sake of the the, uh, regular Dead Air listener I will shelf Slipknot instrumentals So for episode 81, this week we'll be talking to Dennis From a band called Iron Price They're on Upstate Records They have a record out titled Big Coffin Hunters Which we'll discuss the name because as much as I um, am cool with the music, I don't like that fucking name as a record. And we'll discuss that and we're gonna, we'll just be honest. Um, If you have seen Dennis on the internet, his internet presence is that of your regular shit poster. So this is, this could go. You know, this could be entertaining or just or go down in flames real fast. I've heard um, interviews, um, past interviews where this has uh, lost. The, the interview will lose control very fast. So, you know, say a little prayer for me. Who, know, who knows how this is going to fucking go down, but. I was interested So Here we go So music wise I think it was Was it last episode I believe Man I don't remember One of the last two episodes I talked about um, I think it was two episodes ago Yeah We talked about The show with uh, Higher Power Drain Take Offense and more and a few other bands at, uh, Vera project. Also, um, a quick sidebar from the Vera project. I'm super pumped that I work in the, on the, in the radio station right next to the Vera project. So like, and I start at midnight in most shows at Vera project end between 1130, 11 and 1130. So literally this is perfect for any time i get to go i want to go to a vera project show i can end end of the show go get some food at the metro market and then walk and start my shift which will be which is going to be amazing for future vera project shows i think the next one is sanction um in like a month but let's uh let's rewind it a little bit we're talking about drain um talked about them a couple weeks ago and they're set and uh talked with sammy a little bit about uh, i'm gonna sit down with him they're gonna be back um they're gonna have another tour that's gonna reach the west coast in just a few months from now and that'll be announced at some point but uh their new record has officially been announced as of this week um the california cursed lp will be officially on revelation records on april 10th they put out a new song um called sick one that you just heard It's a quick one a little under a minute but that's what i like to fucking hear dude like that is great song length for anything that's uh fast hardcore and metal influenced and thrash influenced like drain is and the vocals Sammy's vocals are just so fucking good They've um, Since since I've seen them I think the first time I saw them was 2017 um, My band played with them At one point And it was so cool Like in uh, We've I've talked over and over again About how Sammy's the nicest dude um, This is on track With the California Cursed uh, Promo that they had uh, earlier uh, last year, which it was fucking great. So this tracks with just um, with the with the sound from the previous promo, as well as just the recording style. And uh, if everything goes um, like this single, then it's gonna be a great LP, and I will buy that shit right away because that might be it could be one of my favorites of uh of this year so look forward to uh more drain talk on dead air because um we're a drain show we're all behind i am um 100 behind what drain does and probably hear some more songs as they come out and uh like i said we'll talk to sammy and the band few months from now a little bit after the record is released and uh, when they go on their next tour for it so as usual we'll go uh down the line talk of the, I guess uh, I guess it's that time to talk to talk a little bit um, about dead air before we uh dive into the next couple songs so give us a give us follow on Spotify if you can um, if you're listening from spot on Spotify, um, we're also on anchor FM soon to be more. Um, I gotta, like I, I said a little bit about my work schedule change. It's changed a little bit, so I'm working on that and we'll hopefully have it on the main goal is to have this shit on Apple podcasts, um, within the next couple weeks as well as all the other places that are important as well. And just, and just in even in just as important and a little more important is our live shows. Please support the radio stations that, uh, that play us, um, go to DeadairHardcoreRadio.com um, for all the information. There's up to five places. You can hear us live all over the interwebs, um, from anywhere, from broadcasting out of Tacoma, Las Vegas, Canada, the UK, it's all, it's all, it's all over the place. And um, thank you for all the stations that do support us. Like I said, go to the tab um, where it says places to listen to us, and uh, give us a give us a live listen because that's your first. Um, if you want to hear. Um this show before it gets podcasted, those are the places that play it first. So you can hear this show before it gets uh, uploaded every like multiple places throughout the week. So that's that's your first listen to dead air. So I highly suggest that you uh, do that. So anything else I'm trying to think, is there anything else important on the docket? Nah, I my brain is my brain is uh is a little bit uh, fried. I can't tell if I have seasonal allergies or I'm just like getting sick, but we'll see. So up next, we're gonna play some new music from Orthodox. Um, see, there's a fucking beep. Um, the ding, not a beep, a ding. So somebody uh, in the studio has their uh, has their tab open. I want to close that after we play this next song. But uh, that's fucking annoying. I closed that one person's tab. So somebody else's tab um, from another show um, in the studio. It just has a wide open. So something's, so something's going off. So fuck you. I don't know who you are. If it's my boss, I'm sorry. But still come on let's get this shit together we're all we all share a goddamn computer we gotta we gotta get our shows done we don't want no goddamn dinging all right orthodox no new music from them um on unbeaten records um just came out album titled let it take its course uh we just we're gonna play look at me um Very new metal. Extremely new metal. Not as... I will have to go back and listen to some more Orthodox, but I'm like... uh, I'm not... I don't remember it being as new metal as this. It was definitely heavy hardcore, and I really did like the last record. This This is... I really like the vocals, and it definitely tracks vocally but it's different it's definitely different um like like i said um there's a lot of corn and slipknot vibes um in one of the videos dude definitely wears a slipknot shirt And i think as i listen to this this might be it might be me getting older but i think this might be where new metal might end for me this is good and it tracks and sonically but I think I am over new metal like completely and I would not want, I do not want to hear it personally after this and any other hard in any other hardcore bands or any other metal bands just because of how much it has, um, been saturated. Um, I forget what the other, uh, the dudes in drown, um, did a did a project? Um, what is it? Oh, sentence to burn. Yes, sentence to burn. That I liked. I liked that, but I think that's where it started to wear out on me. Where that sounded so much like Slipknot, and I don't know where else you could possibly go with it. I also really liked the drown music before they went on the new metal, and uh, but I was I was very appreciative of what they were, of how good they did it and this is orthodox is, is still doing their uh own thing this is also uh kind of reminiscent vocally of what is it there's another band that did that kind of did the same um track um king 1 Eight Ten. that sounds they're definitely sound more butt rocky now but their first stuff definitely had a had the first like six seven years ago like real slipknot worship that i was that i hadn't heard before and now most bands have have had their fill of new metal and slipknot worship which is completely fine because i know a lot as of people my age and younger i i feel like i hit i fit i i think anyone from 35 um to 20 like that 15 year radius has kind of that that's that's a little bit of their window of listening to that was a big part um i'm going to i think i'm going to be doing a episode on another uh person's show just talk about my personal journey but um my personal journey was a hodgepodge um getting into music i listened to a lot of things at the same time, and it was a very confusing time musically for me, uh, but being it as a very accessible genre for heavy music at the time, I definitely latched onto a lot of new metal, and a lot of people um, at the time were very accepting of new metal um, because of bands, kind of like Linkin Park, who kind of made it a more uh commercially commercially acceptable uh product and then it was easier to get into other bands at the time such as like what happened with pop punk and post hardcore this is that's how I feel like a lot of people did get into their heavier music and sometimes found different and found the other lanes of um, hardcore and some people have wanted to bring it back i personally did the same thing i was in a i was in a band if you really want to know what that band was message me i talked about it a long time ago i might have i think i might have messaged it i i mentioned it a little bit in a past episode but dead air nwcz at gmail.com is for questions comments concerns um also that's submissions as well but I it will. I got in on a little bit of it, um, the new metal worship. But for me personally, it is and it's got into hardcore. It's got into contemporary post-hardcore metalcore, kind of the warp tour um, metal uh, metalcore style of music. It has seeped in. There was a band I almost played today, but it was just confusing. Like whether what I. How I felt like where it, where it fit in the world of hardcore, and I might um do this bit like do this band on a separate episode um outside of the re- uh, outside of the regular program. We'll see. So orthodox, look at me. We're gonna play that um in a second. One more. New metal note. Um, You know, shout out to anyone who had fun. It looked like a lot of fun at LDB Fest. Um, By the time you listen to this, it will be anywhere from a few days to even a week since the festival had passed. So if you are in the Louisville um, area, I would definitely uh, check it out. Or if it's easy for you to make it there, uh, maybe it's a cheap plane plane ride or a or you have friends that are carpooling and you have the time and the money to make it out please do I think it's it's a really cool thing um especially for all the new bands um one thing I wanted to to talk on and you'll see it on our facebook facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio there's a uh, there's the video of face wreck um the vocalist is doing the set on rollerblades, and that's the part of new metal that's fun. We played it. Check out—I um... I believe it's our first episode of the year. And if you're Spotify or or one of our podcast listeners, it's the first one that's available for streaming. Um, that's just ah oh man, that's just so much. That's so much fun. We. I liked I liked where they where if face Rec is doing it or another band is doing it for fun I like where uh, where they're taking new metal because it's just taking it to a very silly place and a silly aesthetic because um, just down to the root of it it's it's pretty fucking silly if it, if it came out around this time listening to a lot of the bands I've already listened to, Um, it's just, I just can't, I can't get behind it as much. It has to be done a certain way. And that way is just, it's just fun. Uh, check out face rec if you haven't checked it out. And I admittedly have was a rollerblader. My friend Rob, um, was giving me shit for it. But at the same time, we were talking about our mutual, um, love for the game. Aggressive inline. But at the same time, people don't want to fucking admit that they let I need to get the vocalist of face Rec on the show for sure, because I think we'd have a really good time talking about shit. Um, it was <laughs> he's talking about being in um, I think it was big. It was big daddy where they were throw, where they were where Adam Sandler was tripping people with the fucking um, tripping rollerbladers with the sticks and shit. And but at the same time we're talking we were talking about uh how much we love aggressive inline stop fucking dinging thing was dinging again um aggressive inline i freaking love that game i have it on uh, ps2 and i've uh i just lo- <laughs> the the alt uh, the alt style um soundtrack is is fantastic we we're talking about. Uh, there's like some Hoobastank song. There's a Hoobastank song that's dope on there. Uh, you got some. You got some POD. You got some really good like early '90s hip hop as well with Eric B and Rackham with Do- "So What the Technique." I think the only other like punk-ish song is there is. Uh, there's some. There's a Vandal song, but it wasn't a very good Vandal song. From what I remember, um, is a very short, um, soundtrack compared to like the Tony Hawk stuff. So I'll have to sit down and do some more talks on that, but, uh, look at the video on our Facebook, facebook.com slash dead air hardcore radio. It's face, uh, focus, face track, rollerblading around doing a song. I'm just like, I love that. I just, that's, that is the fun of, of hardcore shows and that is the fun of of new metal not take in in stuff to not be taken seriously it's great um can't wait i'll, I'll always play a face rec, face wreck track when uh when it gets dropped but we've done enough talking let's get to rocking um check out uh, orthodox look at me we're gonna play that right now Let us know uh, what you feel about the new Orthodox single. We'll be back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio.
0: This is Dead Air telling you to check out the brand new website now. Go to Dead for all podcasted shows as well as new reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold hard robotic left been kicking you straight in the face.
2: back i'm tired as fuck um this i wanted to get one of the summer watermelon red bulls but uh i'm stuck with the orange instead i know for a fact in my mind that there are some red bulls that at least personally don't do shit for me and i'm not and like specifically the blue one the blue one is is good It's good tasting, but it literally, I don't think has ever helped me when I'm super tired. But, uh, yeah, like I said, schedule, I'm, I'm still, still figuring out this, uh, schedule thing. I finally, like I said, got on a hard schedule at work ish and, but things changed, has been changing so rapidly That it's just, it's hard to keep up. But that's enough because y'all don't want to fucking hear that. So after the Orthodox track, we played new music from a band called Saigon Terror. A band recently signed to Triple B Records from Japan. They have uh, an LP that just dropped titled the Anatomy of Saigon LP um like i said out now if you like uh thrash and death metal heavily in your hardcore almost pretty much oversaturated with it's it's with a it's thrash and death with a uh, with a splash of hardcore specifically in vocals and then just some some of the uh, delivery in the song, but otherwise, good, perfect fit for Triple B. Cool to get um, as much international love on that record label as possible. Um, it's uh for as far as like music videos are concerned, I haven't seen like as far as a Triple B band and. This might be just my ignorance, and not—I don't go out and look and consume many music videos at all for any genre of music anymore. I don't take—I don't take the time. Music videos have always been like, for me, not the most important thing. Um, back when I used to consume a lot of music, I. I had the music video like apps on like um, Yahoo launch music. Um, I just have that literally play as background because it would continually play kind of like a radio or like a playlist. And, and you didn't have to, it would have not that many commercials, so it wouldn't really have to pay for it. And only different, only thing was there were a lot of music. The music videos had a lot of random shit in it. There's a lot of music videos that I just pressed play. But I never knew what they actually looked like. So. And as far as hardcore music videos. We kind of always know. You know, For people who have been l- listening to hardcore. Consuming hardcore for years. Know that the history of hardcore music videos is an interesting one. Some are cool. Some are just stationary and whatever. You know. Take video. You Some of them um are just random show shots black and white people r- walking around a city um or stationary at one location and just a lot of like uh a good or like kind of like harm's way or sect where they uh their videos are kind of in one location and it's it's very well done good video and cool close-ups but there's not really anything going on in the video and that's i feel like that might be the same for most like heavy music too outside of the hardcore genre for just metal in general so it's like sometimes hard to be creative but as far as what saigon terror did for a music video first of all it caught caught my attention because triple b doesn't have that i've i don't see many uh videos from triple b bands and second, it's just cool like because it is from a it's from a show perspective, there was it it was minimum effort in from what I've seen, which is cool cuz they just wanted to get videos from a show of people hanging out and it's cool from this side of the world to just kind of observe, you know, an hardcore from another part of the world. And I feel like for a US listener um who likes hardcore and metal like i think that's that's the best thing i like i like getting what they what they uh what they feel like they want us to see or what they um experience on a daily basis or on a you know on their basis of uh show going so check out saigon terror we played the track necronomicon there's a music video out for it, and the Anatomy of Saigon LP is out now. After that, we played... Am I good on the music? Yeah, I'm good on music. I'm just trying, making sure my my uh, bed music doesn't do the normal bed music thing and try to fuck me over. So after Saigon Terror, we played a track from the Annihilated. We played the track National Anthem. Uh, a comment in the band camp um section in the in the comment section of their band camp perfectly describes how I feel. D beat mofos that put chords together well. Yeah, it's good, it's angry, fucking fast ripping, um D beat inspired hard hardcore um track national anthem. It's pretty clearly conveyed. It's not. It's not a. It's not really indecipherable. Uh, super fast. Um, D beat in the way like you couldn't hear. You could definitely make out most of the song, and says the words nationalism over and over and over again, and you could kind of ch- s- see where it's going with it. It's just and kind of anti. Um, Nationalist music Which is cool Um, One of the lyrics Says ignorance is sweet bliss Reprogrammed by right wing shit The only The only I guess Um Bone I have to pick with that Is just uh I talk about it to you If you listen to me on the other shows I, I don't I'm not into um, kind of bipartisan shit. I see just as um, much fault on both sides of the coin that we decided to lift up these two sides to the highest level in, you know, in our country and I don't know, I guess we're a lot of us feel like we have to pick a side when that's not 100% true and if you look at you know the media basis of of the of both of these sides it's a lot more similar than it is different i know growing up um, with a family that's mainly right wing like seeing both sides it's it kind of it, it's definitely something that make you be like i don't want to buy into any of this So, but on that, on the other hand, I'm not the most political and I am not the most educated by any means. But, uh, and so I do agree that a lot of, you know, a lot of people have been brainwashed um, by right wing propaganda, but I feel like there's a lot of other things out there. That people have been um, brainwashed by just in general with just general media consumption so you know take what take what I say with the grain of salt that's just my that's just my opinion I definitely don't disagree but I think there's obviously more um, to the story also. I'm not looking into every single song that you're that this band has is done so I'm I could be just this is just my critique from one lyric of one song so that's just I just felt like I wanted to say that and that's you know because if this is the only song that they have that's super over political that's that's how I feel they might have other songs that kind of tie all you know, Themes Of this bullshit life together But well, who knows There's five tracks If you like what you heard Check out The Annihilated Um, After that We played A track that I found um, Just kind of perusing The message boards Some new music that just came out this month Just a few days ago A demo 2020 from a band called On Hooks from I believe it's Slidell or Slidell, Louisiana. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so, look, this is another thing that going back to a, a very um, kind of death metal tinged um, early 90s style vocals. Um, very, I would say, nice death metal inspired with um with metalcore you can really hear the metalcore undertones um so much that they're almost not undertones it's hard for me to kind of explain but uh i definitely hear like for the vocals um some early carcass um going in on there but there's definitely you can hear an uh, a theme of of uh of metalcore in this uh demo It's only two songs. Check it out. You can download it for free. So we're going to uh, get to our interview in just a minute. But uh, first, one more song. We had a... uh, What are they called? Submission. We had a submission to our Instagram. Quick plug for all submissions. You can submit music if you're a label... Um, a band you just want or you have a friend who's in a band who's like who you really want you know people to listen to and you know maybe your friend's band is good but they're just bad at PR and shit which is um a very um common tale like I know some real good bands that are real real bad at, do, at, at promoting their shit, and they're just like, they're just go, they're getting along, um, basically moving along just by hype and their friends' help alone. So that does happen. So any submissions can go to, first of all, the best one is deadairnwcz at gmail.com. I check the emails daily. Sometimes it takes maybe a couple days to get back because I am pretty damn busy, but I do get back. Um, other ways are facebookcom slash radio. Leave me a message. You can even leave me a comment if you don't mind. You know that public. I will. I check it no matter what. Also, Twitter and Instagram at deadairnwcc is another. Um, uh, good way. I check everything. Um, I sometimes don't post on the Twitter, but I definitely always check it. I'm just, uh, it's hard for me to get in to really, really get back into Twitter either. I don't, I don't know what will happen. We'll see what the future holds. So moving that, moving on from that, we did get a submission on our Instagram, um, from a band called secret society, Uh, One of the members was in a band called uh, Payback. Not to be confused with the Payback um, XXX that we have played a couple episodes back. This was a Payback um, from Washington, D.C. that was sending us stuff for quite some time um, when we started out here in Tacoma a couple years ago. They also got a track on our... um, Dead Air Compilation, which you can go to Bandcamp and go uh, and type in Dead Air Compilation Volume 1. You can also go to DeadAirHardcoreRadio.com. Check that out as well. Um, Man, so much fucking plugging, man. So, I'm so sorry. Make sure my music doesn't... Hey. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Sorry. Anyway... Where the fuck was I? Okay, so yeah. That is a submission from uh, from Secret Society uh, members of uh, the Washington DC payback who was on a compilation um, on Bandcamp, Dead Air, Compilation Volume 1. Check it out on... You can go to our website dead air hardcore radio.com it's on there so i'm hoping to do another compilation very soon but uh you can check out some tracks and payback there but this is a new band from what i've uh heard there's a there's been a lot of uh passing members and other not pass it like another let me get the fucking thing up there's been a lot of members um a lot of shared members from past bands in this uh in this band. So I'm just going to go from the ones that are there's a ton. Some of them some of them are are pretty well known, some of them are not. So this band has had members that have been in um Next Step Up, Doggy Dog, Diecast, TUI. We let's um Darkest Hour and more. So uh as well as, like, Washington, D.C. probably shared a lot with a lot of uh, bands coming in and out of uh, just the East Coast area in general. Definitely a um, a hard um, metal and uh, metal and punk hybrid um, style of hardcore band. We're going to play uh, Tree of Life, the third track. They recently, I think... Their second one of their tracks just got a, a video on uh, the Hardcore Worldwide um, network on YouTube. So you can check that out as well. So we're going to um, play this track and then get to Dennis of Iron Price in just a few minutes. Listen to Dead Air, Two Hours of Hardcore Radio. Under the tree of life lies buried.
1: The hopes and dreams of countless souls. We fight the way, living in torment As a result of the original sin cast down by a jealous creator And meant to suffer by the father of lies cast down by a jealous creator we're meant to suffer by the father of lies 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 What did we do to deserve this thing? do we do to deserve this thing? held down by the forces of hate hey hey hey, hey. nourished by the forbidden fruit with full knowledge of the crimes you committed. we disallow you and we call for your after, to see you follow Life
2: said you were it said you were unreachable unreachable and i was like that never happens i was like how do you become unreachable like
0: leave
3: it to me man dude you're right this is crystal clear
2: yeah and you are now in crystal clear hd this is how i usually like like to do my uh interviews but sometimes i i know there's like people who just you know have just regular phones So I don't like to, uh, you know I'll accommodate in that way
3: You can even do this until like a month ago What? Like I just had my phone in my hand and all of a sudden It said like you got an incoming call from Facebook I was like what the shit For I got all paranoid I thought Russians were coming after me <laughs> But no uh, Yeah, Fago, You couldn't find it here on the east coast Until like Yeah, until like ICP came around and it's sort of making its way closer to the coast, but you used to have to go to like Western Pennsylvania
2: to get that shit. Yeah. So just to pre, to preface, cause I, cause all that, honestly, I listened back. It was unintelligible. Uh-huh. Like I, so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll uh, go back. I, on the earlier call, I called Dennis a juggalo and then he said, he told me, he told me, to fuck off whoop whoop yeah, <laughs> and
0: whoop, whoop, <laughs> off.
2: and and then told me um about iron price and their uh record big coffin hunters based on a stephen king novel and then i felt stupid and then we talked about and now we're talking about fago and how well, we I got heard.
3: plans to meet up at the dark carnival <laughs>
2: oh, oh yeah actually that have you seen the I know you're a you're a big fan of um of the memes have you seen the I love my favorite one of the Bernie memes is uh. have you seen the one where he has juggalo makeup no where where it says I'm once I once again asking how fucking magnets work and it's <laughs> out of all the ones that they've done that is by far the best Bernie Sanders meme that they've heard, done have that the they've first done everything. I it.
3: heard that song, I was like, did they just really say fucking magnets? How do they work? <laughs> like, right. And the thing is like the I don't know how it is around you, but the juggalo's out around me, they're all fucking like they're all crazy. Like they're constantly fighting and stabbing each other and shit. It, it's just wild. I'm like then, like, somebody played some of, the, like, ICP shit for me. I'm like, and this is the shit that's making these people act like assholes? Yeah. I like, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking mind-blowing, dude. It's mind-blowing.
2: Well, it's just wild in the way that they are able to market. Because, like, the first time, like, I ever, like, was, like, 10 years ago when I first watched the first Gathering, like, commercial. And they... They make a twenty minute long commercial for their for their thing. Like they it's basically their commercials are documentaries because they go through the entire lineup from beginning to end for almost a half hour and then have and then just throw random videos of of juggalo screaming into the woods. <laughs> That's fucking fancy. <laughs> it's it,
3: well he and the, mind the stand up comedian mm-hmm. and he actually got asked to do the gathering of the juggle was like two years ago. But then they ended up like canceling the last minute. Dude, Dude's well, not to bother coming out.
2: Well that was the year well that ten years ago, that was the year I found out like there's sometimes there were some bands of like that I wouldn't even like I wouldn't mind seeing. Like a lot of oh, yeah. dude Soulfly plays like
3: every fucking year good death metal bands play it dude like they, they get bands that like i would actually
2: go watch yeah i'm i'm just i'm just kind of i'm just kind of surprised just some of them i'm like i'd love to i'd love to interview like those bands to see what they how what their experience is like because some i know some of them are like yeah it's pretty actually pretty fucking cool like yeah
3: like I would go to the Gathering of the Juggalos strictly to people watch. Yeah,
2: because
3: it I've seen some crazy shit in my life, but I have a feeling that is just going to be on an entirely different level that I've ever experienced. Well,
2: you know, a moment <laughs> of silence for the a moment of silence for the Juggalos that have, uh, you know, that have lot that have left their sanity behind at the at the gathering. Because I'm sure so many brain cells have been lost at those festivals as well as uh, just like, I don't know
3: <laughs> if brain cells lost by people that didn't have that many to begin with. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But I've seen videos of people like just doing like nitrous and like all kinds of like a you know, glue and shit.
2: Oh like, dude. Yeah. Like, fuck, yeah. like the American juggalo, like the things that I saw them, like, I think I saw some of them drink straight up gasoline in the fucking, I'm just, I'm just like, are you fucking, <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the Midwest is a special place. It really is.
2: Well, uh. some of them, some of those bands, I don't know if they do it cause they genuinely, you know, love it and love the, you know, the culture. And some of them, you know, probably just do it for the money. <clears throat> Jamie Josta.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's hard guy. But uh I know like certain some shows like out in like Ohio air, like Ohio you'll see juggalos come out to hardcore shows. Detroit you'll see like juggalos come out to hardcore shows. Like not a whole lot, but like five or six, so there is some crossover and I know a lot of guys in hardcore around here now that are like I guess you call them like reformed juggalos. Relapse juggalos—I don't know what the hell you want to call it—but yeah, that's where a lot of people got their start. So there's got to be some crossover oh, appeal.
2: Oh no, there and there definitely is. I know, like even with like mid, it just and I think it's just all has to do with like Midwest roots more than anything. Since like yeah. you know Eminem and popular fucking uh, hip hop artists from from the Midwest all did kind of cross over with uh. With those groups in the nineties, so like before it became before it came its own weird like fucking cult thing.
3: I mean, I would not be mad if I found some way for Iron Price to get in with Juggalo's and have them come out to see I would not be mad at all.
2: If Iron if- Price got asked to do the gathering of the Juggalos, oh, would bet you
3: your fucking ass we'd do it? You bet your ass we would be there in a second. I don't give a shit how much soda they spray on me. I don't care,
2: dude. Just fucking spray it right back. They'd honestly. I, mean, I feel like yeah. that's like a a a passing right. Like if yeah. you if they're if they're fucking throwing shit at you, I'm you just I throw it, it like throw, throw it fucking like right back.
3: At like a married couple when they get married, they throw like the rice at them. I figure that's how jugglers do that. They just spray you down. Yeah. But, it's, oh, we got his? Oh, hell yeah! I would do it just to people watch. And I would have stories for years to tell. Honestly, just
2: go on the fucking stage with ponchos. Like, because I'm sure that they'll throw some... I'm sure that you might get some human feces thrown at you.
3: Wouldn't be the first time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Has that ever happened to you on stage, though?
3: (laughs) Actually, yes.
2: No way! Okay, I gotta hear it. Tell me the story. Um,
3: Well, um, I was in a band before Iron Price called Dead and Buried. This was maybe oh four oh five, and we played a show with a band called the Bad Luck Thirteen Ride Extravaganza. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're from Philly.
2: Yeah, I've heard of them. I, I've, I've heard people say say stuff they've played. I know they've played. Um, they've played. This is hardcore, and yeah. uh, I've heard the lore and people talk about them, but I don't know as they much got about them. Best yeah, I've heard they've done. Cr- There's been crazy shit that happens at those shows. I just don't know that much from not from never really experiencing East Coast hardcore at all.
3: We played with them down in Virginia. I think it was it wasn't Richmond. Yeah, it was Richmond's place, this metal bar called Jacks, and uh, Bad Luck was doing like throwing each other through tables, like eating glass and all kinds of weird shit. But there was like these weird. Local messed out metalheads at the show, and one of them had just shit himself, like in the middle of like the floor, like everybody <laughs> oh, standing around, like no. shit his pants. And everybody was just like, "Dude, you shit your pants? you know, go to the bathroom." And he wouldn't leave before, and he was he, he was extremely drunk, extremely high on various drugs. He eventually just fell on his ass and just decided to lay there and lay there with just like a pants full of shit. And eventually he just started putting his hand down the back of his pants and just pulling it out oh, no. and just throwing it all around. And I got some across the front of my jeans. No! Yeah. And I was like, God
2: damn it. Oh, that's rough.
3: That... Yeah. So finished the set, went to the bathroom, took my pants off, fucking ran them under the sink, and then took them and draped them across the hood of the van so they could dry off. And I spent the
2: rest of the show
3: just walk around on my boxers. So, so, yeah. I but, had shit
2: thrown at me by an adult. That's so rough. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Like, so, I'm trying to think. I think the only a straight-up hardcore show would I not expect that to happen at a... I can expect that at a juggle event 100%. Next is any metal or, like, crust event You can, I can, in a crusty ass place, I could see something, something like that happening.
3: Bro, crusty shows are pretty disgusting.
2: Dude, they might be on, on par with like, they might be on par with Jugglers at, at some points.
3: I've been to Phil, like, crust punk shows in Philadelphia where the smell in there, and it wasn't like a shit smell. It was like everybody's body odor at once smell. And, like, t- in like a squ- it's in a squat, you know, like just like an apartment. And it's just, like, it was so bad you walked in, you immediately had to turn around and walk out because it's just, like, that vinegary, ugh, and just sort of burning your eyes and shit. You just got to get out of the venue. It's, it's disgusting. Ugh. Like. That's, that's the worst. But it smells like just balls, dreadlocks, and just, you know, dog shit. It's just terrible.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I, so, cause there was like a time about, I would say, I would say this is, this is almost four years ago. Like, right. Like the Northwest was basically Pacific Northwest was basically operating on house venues alone. And, uh, and in Portland, most of them were pretty packed, but it was a, it was, it was primarily a crust crowd I I played a show with with my band. We were we were touring down um the coast and this crusty lady was asking over and over again if we if if she could be my if we could um if she could do merch for us tonight. I was like she's super crusty, dirty. I was like, "I don't know, man." I was like, "I don't fucking know you." And I was like, "I'll think about it." And then I go to the bathroom and she's sitting there going through our fucking merch our fucking tries to and she she was trying to to like open our lockbox I was like what the fuck are you doing and like (laughs) and she she gets and she gets mad and she was like okay I'm sorry and then she asks my friend for some coke and and we were like we don't have any fucking coke and it was like we were all fucking straight edge and we were like and then all of a sudden, she gets mad, rages out, and then she fucking slams the gate, this this gate, into our front, like, this wooden gate with a little, it had like a little metal spiky part, it fucking smashed straight into uh, into my friend's face, and we had to take them to the <laughs> fucking hospital, because it went right, re- got right below the fucking eye, so I, I don't trust Krusty's. End of the story. I pissed me the fuck off because I was like, she got mad, slammed a gate in someone's face because we said no to coke.
3: <laughs> that's just that's the thing. It sucks because like Philly, like the Crossy shows occasionally would get like because I'm really I really like like grind and stuff like that. So I would go to these shows to see those bands, and nine times out of ten, you'd be there five minutes, you just get super fucking annoyed and go home. It was just, ugh. And a lot of them were just weren't even really, like, homeless kids or anything like that. There's a bunch of rich kids that decided to be dirtballs to be part of that little scene. It's like, so they would, like, they'd be, like, dumpster diving and shit, you know, but then they would just get in the car and go home. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here?
2: Or they purposely just leave their families just to... Knowing that they have a backup plan, so they fuck up as much as possible oh, until absolutely. they de- until they decide. So they go out and fuck up as much as possible until they were like, "All right, I'm done. I'll go home."
3: Yeah, they're they're dirtballs on the weekends, and then Monday mornings they just go back to school. You know, go back to college. It's like, Ugh.
2: oh fuck. So let's talk. Let's talk music. Let's talk okay. Iron Price. Um, so. Let's talk about the band name um cuz when I think Iron Price I think uh Game of Thrones is there any other That's
3: exactly where it's from
2: Okay Exa- exactly I think they I think you have don't you have a GOT there in I think one of you have a clip from Game of Thrones uh, yeah. Okay and on
3: the yeah, on the record it's uh from uh, what the fuck See I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy myself like I watched the first two seasons but it was way too much brother sister fucking in it for me so I had to stop. But like uh, our guitar player, he's super huge into it. it's a it's a it's incest. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he still he kept watching the show. I was like this is too crazy for me. And uh yeah so he's like I got this clip I wanna use. It's so that uh I think it's a Ramsey or something like that. It's one of the his torture scenes in like one of the later seasons. Of game of thrones so like, i want to use it i'm like all right then we're going to use it but yeah we got it from a, a quote from the very first season of game of thrones where they were talking about how a king either earns his crown with the gold price aka being a rich kid or be the iron price by using your sword and stuff we're like that sounds know, pretty fucking cool so that's why we went with that one
2: oh yeah no i loved uh the whole like ideas so like even though, like, in the st- as far as like the movie part, like, uh, I mean, the show part, uh, the most of the the Iron Islands and them, they get, they get fucked over and they get, they get fucked in the end. But, like, um, like, I loved the, I, I loved all that, that whole, like, family, that whole area of the Game of Thrones. Um, specifically, I liked Ramses as well because he was fucking, he was He was a fucking shit. He is a piece of shit, but like he was a maniacal piece of shit.
3: One of the last episodes I watched, he cut a dude's dick off.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's and it, he kept doing shit like that over like, (laughs) and he, if I won't spoil it for Mm -hmm. you, but he ends up getting the way he. The way it ends with that story, he, he gets what he fucking deserves. Let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll leave well, it at that.
3: I He deserves a spinoff series of him just cutting people's dicks off. <laughs> I've that shit. See, <laughs> I can watch a dude getting his dick cut off all day, but when it comes to like incest and shit, I get creeped out. i was like, I, I, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done. What
2: if, what yeah. if the, inc- the people committing incest get their dicks cut off?
3: Oh, fuck, my nose just started bleeding. I think he hurt me. <laughs> oh. what I, I just stopped watching it And then like Everybody's like Oh you stopped Just as it was getting Even better and I just never got around To picking it up And watching it again
2: no, And then you...
3: everybody's like Oh the last season sucks And now I kind of Don't want to watch it again But No I... All the other guys in the band Watch every fucking season They love that show
2: I agree um, There's like There was the big There's like For Game of Thrones The last season The It really ended at the last the the big battle episode, like that they did. They did one like so. There was like I think it was six episodes, and like or no, there was eight episodes, and like by the sixth one was the big battle scene, and then the two episodes after that really just like
3: were shit. I just figured it would end with everybody dying.
2: Most people died, and then they're just like then they're they're they. Like if the people that are left alive went to go do whatever the fuck else, I guess, <laughs> like, like
3: some
2: dicks off. well, for some of the people in the story, some of the people in the story, they just basically literally just go back to doing this the shit that they did before them before the show started. And I was just like, "Wow, that's <laughs> fucking anticlimactic, man. You go
1: through. You go through with, all everybody that shit. At
3: work, everybody I work with was pissed because that the young the girl, uh Aria got naked in one of the last season episodes. They're like, that's just that's just fucking weird, man. I'm like, you realize that girl's like twenty five now, right? Like that show's been on like forever. It's like Yeah, she was young when that show started, but now she's like in her twenties, man. I mean,
2: mid like mid twenties now. Like yeah. she, and she's I think it's maybe because she still kind of has like a kid looking face and she's, she's, yeah. she she's like naturally short. Yeah. So, so like, I get it. Cause I know some people who are like, who look, s- some people that look the same age as they were in high school and haven't aged. Also, I, they're not very, they're not very like big at all. So, and they hadn't yeah. gotten bigger or taller. So it's like, I get it.
3: It's yeah, a little they're like, weird. Oh, they're like, oh, it's almost like kitty porn. I'm like, oh man, she's like twenty five or so. I think it's okay. I'm pretty sure if it was kitty porn, HBO wouldn't be showing it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: but I'm pretty sure they're not gonna throw away their empire just so you can see a kid tit. I mean it's like <laughs> get over it.
2: They know how to cross the the they know they can cross lines, but they know what the lines that they can never come
3: back from. They yeah, know they're not going to fucking shit on their money. They, they're, they're
2: not idiots. Absol- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking So let's do, let's go into big coffin hunters. The let's go into the music. Um, right off the bat, I get, I get, uh, the first track, um, takes keys from Snapcase for me. Um, like Big specific episodes. what
3: specific oh, huge fan of them
2: yeah i've like i i said like first track a little bit of snapcase, some a little bit of glass jaw as well as not vocally of course but instrumentally um but uh
3: the, never listened to that band you said never of, i've never listened to glass jaw i've never like, i know i've know of them i know who they are and I've actually met some of the people, but I've just never sat down and listened to them. But that first song, like, obviously not the intro song, like the first real song. Yeah, like, there's a lot of snappies in that. Like, Helmet is a real big influence on us. And there's a lot of that in there. So I'm pretty sure, you know, that's probably where that most of that comes from. but. Yeah, class, Joel, and I, I don't know, Matt, maybe Matt, Matt or a guitar player writes all the music like, I don't know if he's a fan or not but I've never actually listened to that band I the, think I've
2: seen them though. that's the sad part <laughs> Well, I think that's a band like you either hate or you love like there's no in between for that band because right. it's, because of where it lies in music in general it's, it can it. I know hardcore kids love it like People, weird, progressive rock people love it. Um, and there, I feel like there's no real in-between because of just, like, there's not too many bands. There's really, and at the time Glassjaw came out, there was literally zero bands that sounded like Glassjaw.
3: Well, there was a time, I don't remember if it was late 90s or early 2000s, they played a lot of hardcore shows in this area like, a lot of them, like, like, there would be, like, monthly on, like, a hardcore show within, like a, like, a couple miles radius from me, like, because I live right between Philadelphia and Baltimore, like, so they played, like, hardcore shows all around this area, like, for a good long while, and then I heard they just got big and then you know, were doing a bit like, better stuff with themselves, but I never actually sat down and listened to them, like, I've met a few of the dudes, and they, they're really nice, so I can't, I can't anything bad about them but yeah a lot of people i know a lot of people do but yeah but yeah there's definitely some snap case influence in this band yeah like we're all like we're all like dudes who came up in the 90s so yeah definitely a lot of snap case love
2: yeah no i definitely i can definitely it's that that influence shines through but what are some, what would you say are some uh, vocal cues or some cues or cues that you take from, from, for your music, for what you do in the band? Oh, yeah. Like
3: Influence-wise? Yeah. I think my biggest influence vocally is Dead Guy. Like, that to me is like my favorite, that's my favorite horrible band of all time. So, like, the, like the first Dead Guy LP, they're 7 Inches, and then they started a band called... Kissing Goodbye that was actually out by, they actually were out by your area, like Washington and, like, Northern California area. Like, that's, like, my main focus. And lyrically, a lot of my influence, it's mostly from stuff that's not hardcore-related. Yeah. I, I listen to a lot of stuff like the cardigans and, like, the cranberries and stuff like that when, like, for, like, lyrical... Like stuff like I listen to like like sad music like that because you know it's not that like I'm having a problem with hardcore lyrically it's just that you know how many more songs do you really need about loyalty and how much you love your friends and stuff so I figured I'd go the more depressing route but uh but vocally yeah I'm definitely a huge Dead Guy fan and a huge Napalm Death fan uh, early Rollins band stuff is really big for me. And just stuff like that. But that's pretty much it. And maybe there's a couple other things here and there, but for the most part, you know, I'd say mostly vocally, it's a uh, Dead Guy and Napalm Death, the lyrically stuff like you know, like the Sundays, the Cardigans and stuff like that.
2: I could I can definitely see that. I think it's important to like ri- like I think it's really easy when like like developing your vocal style if you're not like if you weren't a like a writer off the bat like it's easy it's easy to to really fall into those uh i guess clichés of hardcore and and just talk about like and just talk about whatever your hardcore kids talk about at the time or talk like you can easily be like oh I can just talk about politics or I can just yeah. talk or I can just talk about unity, like yeah, so. There's
3: nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think there's enough of it that I don't need to add to it.
2: Yeah, and like if you're really dead set on it, fucking by all means, yeah, do it. Go that's for what it. You're
3: all about go for it. I mean, I'm all, that's great, but you know, I just you know, I was like, hey, there's enough people talking about that, and I have a. I also play in a death metal band, so I do all my, my politics go into that band. That's a political band. And this one here is more of a personal one. And so I normally just go through shit that I actually, you know, that I actually go through with, like, depression, anxiety, and just stuff like that. Like, that's what I choose to sing about, because, you know, it's what I know like, I don't really know much about positivity, I don't really know shit about, like, unity, brotherhood, and all that other stuff, you know, it doesn't really have a connection for me, so if I were to sing about stuff like that, it would just come off, like, fake, and, like, I can't go down the route of, like, the fake devil worship, I want to be integrity stuff either, because, you know, that's, I don't know anything about that stuff either, so, if I were to go down that route, it would just be a bunch of nonsense to me to do that, so. I pretty much pick lyrical topics of you know what what I experience and what I know about, and mostly it's sad and depressing shit for that because it's you know it's kind of like a little form of therapy, but I th-
2: and but. I, th- I think it I think that's an extremely important though because this fucking life this fucking world that we've been thrown into is. Such is like such bullshit. There's so much fucking stupid shit. And I think I I think it is I think in some ways I think it's good to have um you know some positivity and not and not be like down on yourself and whine all the time. Um but like and I like some positive hardcore bands, but I think sometimes you can't look at everything through rose tinted glasses. You got and like I feel like sometimes when because I grew up uh, religious and right. and I felt like after I got out of religion, I felt the same type of high. like the fake high I got from, uh, you know, uh, from from church and shit. I I got from positive hardcore bands telling me, you know, you know, persevere, never give up, do the this and that you, your friends always got your back shit like that. Like, and that's,
3: those are, those are important messages. Those are definitely important messages too. But I actually think both messages are important side by side too, because you have like, you know what I do the more depression type stuff. And that can show people that hear your music, that there's people just that are depressed, just like them. Then, are going through similar shit just like them, and then you have your positive band and say, hey, you may have gone through some depressing shit, but hey, why don't you try the positive mental attitude or thinking this way to help you feel, like, get better or, you know, get through your tough times. So I think both messages are equally important. Like you're, Because, like, the negativity and the depression and stuff, people can identify with it, but the positivity also can help you and giving you a different avenue to go down, like even if you are depressed, you can go down, like, and listen to like those the more positive bands like that, and it could be uplifting for you. So I think both have their place, and both are beneficial, and both are important. It's just it's just not something I choose to sing about. Other bands I like I like a lot of bands who sing about that stuff. It's great, you know. But just to be truthful myself, I go down the road I go down and. I save the positivity for the guys who you know are better at that. But and they're both. I think they're both equally important. Both can uh, get across like to the same people.
2: And I, I think what you're saying is important to you, just because like there's a lot of people and a lot of kids who don't who feel awkward and can't talk about that shit. Who've gone through yeah. shit. A lot of people who go to these spaces have have lived through and gone through shit that are just like hard to talk about. So. Like for the most part, they try to not <laughs> they try uh to uh not talk about it at all yeah
3: they're they're going to shows and listening to bands as an escape, yeah, you know, and honestly, like you'm sure you know like this whole thing we do, the hardcore thing, like everybody's gone got a bit of a screw loose, everybody's got their situation I think even like the the really positive people involved in hardcore. I don't think they started off as extremely positive people. They probably started off as miserable people, but decided to embrace positivity, you know, to help themselves. So I think everybody that eventually comes into hardcore has something missing, and that's why everybody kind of gloms together. And then either you know they identify with the negative stuff, like the you know more depressing stuff. You know, he's like, hey, I, this guy's going through the same shit I am or they're like hey I want to follow this guy this positive guy here because it seems to be working for him maybe it can work for me and everybody's just you know looking for something to attach themselves to and to identify with and to you know so it, it both are, are are good messages to have and you know everybody that like, comes into hardcore but like I don't think any super generally happy all the time person finds hardcore. And if they do, that's kind of weird. It's like, I don't know that this is where do you really want to be? I think maybe Ska or something might be where you want to go. No, I,
2: I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are. I'm not sending you to fucking ska town.
3: <laughs> no one. Maybe yeah, you should be skanking it up in a suit, 90 degree weather. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, they come in, you know, miserable. But then, like the positivity, you know, kind of helps them get through their miserable
2: times, which is always a good thing. And so it's cool. So, do people get? um, So you have you have a distinct internet presence as far as uh, (laughs) as far as Instagram is concerned. Um, I (laughs) we just became Facebook friends, so I don't know if you if you post
3: uh, there because not really because. I have family members on there.
2: Oh, uh, I, I got you. I know.
3: The conversations you don't like. Like I'll post a picture of like Kermit the Frog with like a super hard dick. And the last thing you want is like uh, is like your aunt saying, "So why did you post Kermit the Frog but hard on?" And like you can't say, "Well, and get well, Aunt Pat, it's for the lulls, you know, you can't say shit like that." So just to avoid those conversations, Facebook. I caught, it's just pretty much show flyers, and that's pretty much it. I, but Instagram, I, yeah, that's when all bets are off. I
2: completely understand. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> why Why you got Kermit with a rock hard dick?
3: <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious to me. Oh god! No, <laughs> no, my mother doesn't find it funny. I
2: get so. I always know. I can. I know it's distinctly you every time like scrolling and just looking because i'll (laughs) because i'll see show flyer show flyer and and then and then i'll see something that completely fucking throws me off like what the fuck is
3: this if it (laughs) makes absolutely no sense it's probably something (laughs) for
2: me yeah it's there's some of it has no no like fucking (laughs) rhyme or reason and i'm just like
3: well i used to do that shit on like facebook and then like I would get calls from my mother, like and she's like, Would you explain this to me? Like she wanted to know why I thought it was funny. And like <laughs> try to explain to anyone, let alone your mother, why like certain things are funny is like it it's it's futile. It's just gonna give you a headache.
2: Like <laughs> like I don't wanna get the fucking whiteboard out, Mom.
3: And another reason I would always avoid Facebook is because Facebook it's too many people posting just random thoughts and shit that I don't care about. And, like, even people, like, I'm friends with, like, they'll post, like, just random, like, like, this is what I think about, you know, DMV. And I'm like, oh, shut up. I don't fucking care. So Instagram, it's just pictures. Like There's the no political opinion attached to it. There's no racist grandmas. You know, it's just, like...
2: It's wow. literally, it's literally Luigi holding, <laughs> pointing a gun to my face, telling me to eat the brown part of a banana. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I, dude, I giggle myself, like, almost sick, like, looking at those pictures. I was like, I'm in hysterics. And then, you know, people are like, what the fuck's so funny? And I'll show them, and they'll look at like, Why? Like, why is that funny? Why does he have a gun? Why does he want you to eat the brown part of the banana?
2: And I don't have a good answer to that. I just know what makes me laugh. I tell them to shut the fuck up. I I tell them to just fucking relax. This this is like what I like. Life's too fucking short. I'm just like, I'm here. I'm here to have a good fucking time. None of this is like, it's all fucking, it's all fucking stupid. Post some stupid shit. Say some stupid shit. As long as it's not fucking, you know, you you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like you have yeah. freedom of speech as long as you're not being a complete fucking asshole. And I'll 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 let you know if you're being a complete fucking asshole.
3: Yeah, Facebook I just avoided too. Just like cause like my mom would always be like, well you know this could keep you from getting, like posting stuff like this can keep you from getting jobs. I'm like, mom, I have three jobs. That's not <laughs> that's not an issue. Or she always thought I was on like tons of drugs. <laughs> because of how random stuff was And like I've never been Like a heavy drug user Ever Like only drugs I do is I will occasionally do edibles And that's every once in a blue moon But she's like Oh what's that some drug humor I'm like no it's just you know <laughs> Luigi with a big set of tits And that's hilarious
2: I'm fucking down I <laughs> just like, who, yeah. gives, who gives a fuck it, needs, <laughs> it, it breaks up the monotony Of life like,
3: yeah, and you don't and you don't have to read anybody else's opinions on it, so it's just pictures. Yeah. So, so it's just show flyers, pictures of my dogs, and then random fucking memes that make me laugh like constantly.
2: Yeah, uh, like my, and that's a that's another thing. Like my, I work like in the bar industry, so no, like right. that shit doesn't doesn't affect anyone. Like yeah. like at, my boss, my, my me yeah. My bosses post that shit. Like, yeah. they don't give a
3: shit. <laughs> I mean, I work as a butcher and a janitor. I don't think it's going to affect me. No, you're, I, you're good. I dudes fucking dinosaurs.
2: You're, <laughs> you're posting shit. You're cleaning up shit.
3: It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm cutting up dead animals for a fucking living. It's like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get fired from that if I post, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. taking a piss on someone. It's like. And if I do, I got marketable skills. Let's go to some other labor job.
2: Have you, have you had somebody who is vegan in a hardcore band come up and talk to you about your occupation? Mm-hmm.
3: No, because it's normally, like, like, one thing I, I don't do on social media is I don't post, like, pictures of me from work because I like to keep my work life and what I do outside of work separate. Absolutely. Like, a lot of people at work with don't even know I, I, I make music at all, so I just keep that shit as separate as possible, but a few people, not in the last few years, no one really takes issue with it, but, like, I've been, I've been a butcher for 24 years, and, like, in, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, when I first started really doing it, people did take issue when they found out what I did for a living. But that's back when people were really fucking uptight. You know, it was a real, like, here on the East Coast, like, the vegans were really in your face.
2: They are fucking and, uptight about everything. Straight, straight edge veganism, all that shit.
3: Yeah. But, and like, but the last, like, decade or plus, you know, they, they, it, they're still, it's not like these people are any less into their beliefs, but they're not as pushing. Yeah. I mean, Matt from the band, like, my fucking best friend in the entire world
2: is a straight edge vegan, you
3: know? So, and he never takes issue with anything that I've done. Yeah. That, and I am, I am too, but I don't
2: care. Yeah. I'm, and I'm vegan straight edge too. And I'm just like, everybody, like, I'm not pushy. It's just like, it's the same way. uh, Anything that I've ever like been a part of in my life, I'm like, it's all about kind of like a personal journey and make making life better for yourself and the people around you so it's just yeah. like so i'm like i'm not gonna tell a motherfucker how to live
3: and then like and i've never been like the other way around like i've never been like oh you're a pussy you don't need be like first off like it's i don't really advertise that i am a butcher like someone asked me i'll tell them but it's not like I go around like, guess what, Mister Vegan? I cut up animals for a living. And, <laughs> and, most, and most level-headed vegans are like, they know that I'm not running around the woods killing random animals.
2: <laughs> the true infamous butcher. <laughs>
3: yeah, you know, they you know that like I'm working at a supermarket and use the, and what I'm cutting up is feeding people and my like, family and stuff. Like, they know that I'm not like hunting. Or like poaching in Africa or anything like that, and like I'm not in your face about it, and so it's never really a big deal. But some of the more uptight people used to get really like bent out of shape. Like I used to book shows in the late '90s, early 2000s, and like I would like that's I made really good money. I made really good money cutting meat, and that's what I would use you know if I couldn't if my turnout sucked and I I needed to pay the bands out of pocket. You know, that's what I would pay that was for my meat cutting job, and a few bands found out about what I did for a living, because a, a local vegan kid just knocked me out about it,
1: oh, and they were would,
3: would refuse to play my shows because of that. Fuck they didn't off. want My bloody hand money. Going to <laughs> them. Bloody hand. It's like bloody hand money. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, if that if it bothers you that much that you don't want to play, that's that's your prerogative, and that's fine. But I'm like. First off, money's disgusting anyway. Some other dirtbags touched that money before I got my hands on it. It's like, exactly. There's,
2: there's, no way
3: you, there's no way you really go in the in the world right now and not have some money with some shit behind it, you know, but
2: Exactly.
3: It hasn't really been an issue in like the past fifteen years or so anyway. Like no one really cares.
2: Absolutely. Everybody
3: kinda you know they have their beliefs and they understand that other people aren't doing the same there. People a lot more open minded around here. That's I'm it. sure they are on the West Coast too, but you know, yeah. in, the, in the late '90s or 2000s, it was an issue sometimes. They have no problem with me being a janitor, though. Like they don't. Care. <laughs> like, I
2: don't think. Yeah, I, I, if, if they, they don't do, like, then there's priority, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking somebody's like anti-like fucking. Yeah, that that'd be fucking stupid. <laughs> uh,
3: like, like, the only time it ever I understood it being an issue was I. Was booking a show and I had to leave straight from work to go to the venue to open it up for the fans to come through. And the band was actually 18 Visions. Okay. This is, uh, I think, oh, 01 or oh 02. And I had a pair of work, my work boots on. It had, they had dried blood stains on it. And they're like, "Is that blood stains on your boots?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." They're like, why? I'm like, "Oh, I I caught meat in a supermarket." And their drummer at the time got real bent out of shape about it. And, and that's he's like, Ugh, uh, uh, and I'm like, hey man, like, sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but that's what I do for a living and that's how I'm afford to put these shows on, so do with that information what you will, and then he's kinda of just left it alone and they played and it was fun and everything was good, but yeah.
2: Yeah, whatever. They can go... I mean, you could have just said, Hey, go sell out somewhere and then they would have then oh, they were yeah, gonna yeah. eventually do it.
3: They did, though, they did something really fucking funny that night though. I had to let them in the venue. They were on tour, but they were like three hours earlier than when the show started, you know, just they just got it down early and wanted to know if they get into the venue just, you know, to, to drop their shit off and all that stuff. So I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna come by right after work and let you in and I did and they're like, Well, what is there to do in this town, you know, while we wait for the show to start I was like well there's a mall about 10 miles north here and they're like alright cool so they went to this mall and then uh, I came back to the venue later you know to actually start the show and they show up and it's the band the ro- one of the roadies and about 20 like teenage girls I'm talking like 14 to 16 year old girls and they come they just follow them in and I'm just like what the fuck is this about and their singer just goes, <laughs> we convinced them we're incubus. <laughs> what? I fucking fell out. I laughed so goddamn No
2: way. That. I don't even, I can't even picture that. Is this before uh, the band went all like kind of like fashion Corey?
3: Started going uh, with like different colored hair and like an eyeliner and shit. They had just really started doing that. Mm. Like looking like, you know, like get all glammed out and stuff. So these fucking girls, they sat through four opening bands and were kinda of just like, uh, ah, what's going on here? And just like and then AT Visions headlined and as the soon as they start playing, these girls got fucking pissed. <laughs> and they come up to me, they're like, Who the fuck is this? I'm like, This is AT Visions from California. They told us we were incubus. I was like, Well, I don't know what to tell you. They're like, we want our money back. I was like, No refunds. And they just fucking And then they went out front and they had to wait For one of their moms to pick them up
2: That's so funny
3: That's fucking great
2: That's a good That's a good fucking story Like that
3: They came through the door to all these teenage girls behind. I'm like oh this is gonna be really creepy And I don't know if I like this And then he was like yo we convinced them We're incubus I was like alright you ever being creeps to being the funniest fucking people I've ever met in my life. That's great. And just the look on these girls faces when they finally started playing because they were still super heavy at this point. And I was just fucking like, this is fantastic. Dude. I just, uh,
2: I wonder if those girls still like, like remember that at the, like this time, or if they ever caught them when they got to their commercial phase and be like, I remember this fucking
3: band (laughs) I hope, I hope the whole situation made them actually hate Incubus, even though they weren't even involved. <laughs> like it make them lose their love of Incubus. That's just, so that was, funny. That's funny shit right there. God. So they went from being like annoying for bugging me about my bloody boots to being like my favorite people. I'm like, that is just hysterical.
2: <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fucking beautiful. Well, Dennis, we're about out of time. Um, thank you so much for uh, hey, talking nice you, man. talking shit with me. Um, any, uh, any last things you'd like to say before we get out of here?
3: Um, if people are looking for new bands to check out, they should check out a band called Choking Sands from Northern Virginia. If you're into old Napalm Death and Ringworm and Integrity, it's some really awesome stuff. Uh, check out our new record, Big Coffin Hunters, out on Upstate Records. And if you're into death metal, I am also in a death metal band called Cancer Priest, who has two EPs up on Bandcamp. And thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, I really appreciate your support, bud.
2: Hell yeah. Hopefully uh, we can get some uh, West Coasters into some more uh, East Coast hardcore.
3: Absolutely, dude. That'd be awesome
2: awesome so i will talk to you uh i'll talk to you soon my man and we're gonna get back to some music
3: i'll see you on the instagram baby
2: yeah i i know i i know i will see you on the instagram (laughs) at some point probably tonight
3: (laughs) most likely
2: all right keep shit posting my friend and rock on
3: Uh, i am currently shitting and i shall soon be posting all right well
2: (laughs) on that note talk to you later my man
3: take it easy brother all right bye
0: You sorry motherfuckers, this is another moshpot reminder to follow Devere on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devere Radio, and both Instagram and Twitter at Devere NWCZ. do it before I crowd kill your entire fucking family while whining about people not supporting the seed enough.
2: Shout out to Dennis and uh, Iron Price. If you like upstate bands and like uh, the sounds that Iron Price are doing, do it. Uh, do it up. Lots of fucking East Coast shit on that label. Lots of heavy shit. We're always uh, we're always doing upstate, and uh, a lot of people are too these days. So check it out if you don't know about it then then wake up I don't know wake up g- wake up guy anyways um almost done almost the fuck out of here maybe I'll go get some sleep who fucking knows so thank you for listening to the show uh, check out deadairhardcoreradio.com has literally everything from the places that we stream, um, all our all our live um, syndicates. Uh, thank you for everyone who plays us out there in Radio Land. Also for our Spotify, and uh, that's updated weekly, as well as uh, the Anchor FM. More to come. There's gonna be one week where I finally be like it and say it's finally fucking happening, and it's happened. But that's not this week. Also, Instagram and Twitter at Dead Air and WCZ. And finally, Facebook. Facebook uh, Facebook.com slash Dead Air Hardcore Radio. So, I guess we're going to end with uh, talking about the music. So, we uh, started off, so, we played um, two tracks. From Big Coffin Hunters, Whoop Whoop. Um, Iron Price's new record. We played JEC MRS. After that, uh, we played m- new music from a band called Life's Torment. A lot of uh, got a lot of uh, big skate punk vibe. Um, with the kind of metal not not exactly um suicidal tendencies exact but definitely takes cues from that specific genre um fast thrashy to the point no fucking filler just gets it gets the job fucking done i can't skate worse shit i've always said that and uh I'm always uh, not. I'm. If I could, that it makes me. It makes me. uh, You know, envision. It puts me in a in a in a skate simulation of sorts, or I could just play the play some fucking Tony Hawk. I haven't played Tony Hawk in a hot minute, and I want to get some stuff for my N64 that has been just um, sitting in the closet for a long time. So check it out, Life's Torment. The self-proclaimed as uh, hardcore skate, um, skate violence, um, grind punk. There's definitely some. There's definitely some power violence um, in these songs as well. So, uh, band band uh, located out of Las Vegas slash Los Angeles. So a little bit of uh, traveling from all over the southwest of the United States. After that track, so we did play Caution of the Wind. I don't remember if I said that, but uh, we played Caution of the Wind by Life's Torment. After that, we played a band called Everything Ends from Flanders, uh, Belgium. Music don't fuck up on me. Did we come on? Where's the music? Okay, there we go. This laptop is—I mean, this desktop can be so weird and laggy. Um. Anyways, everything ends from Flanders, Belgium. More this week, we're definitely giving it to uh, the Mosher's. We're definitely giving it to. We're this week is is definitely ridden with metal and and uh more beat down i've i've strayed away for a little bit and uh i wanted to throw y'all mosher's a fucking bone uh but with some stuff i genuinely do like and people i genuinely wanted to talk to for this uh episode but death metal be with some beat down um like i said I like the lo- um, low quality recording. It was DIY and self-recorded. And that's my favorite type of beatdown. I've said it in previous episodes that if I'm going to be listening to this, I want to listen to it as if I'm at the show myself because this is a live experience to just get the fuck up and get wild. Yet I'm not fucking getting wild. I'm watching everybody else do that. So Check this out A EP um, By Everything Ends um, Self-titled And we played Mental Bloodshed And then we're going to end it with some music from One Down Another band that I forgot I don't mean to be like that But uh, two years ago We did do our first Dead Air compilation And I think it's about time to Get a second one out there I know, uh, on the last episode, we talked about the dog years comp. I think I want to wait for the dog years comp to drop since to not like oversaturate with compilations out there in the world of hardcore. But I definitely want to get, it's been, it's by the time I probably get one out, it'll be almost like two. It'll be almost over two years by that point. So I definitely want to get something out and uh, and get some different bands um, on 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 the comp that definitely no other compilation is putting out. I think I got some ideas, but we'll uh, keep you posted for the future. So we're going to play. So uh, one down, which was that, like I said, they were on that first comp and they have new music out currently all for free I might add some more new free music so check it out they're from Manchester UK beat down through and through with a modern beat down um, sound and like I said for for a more clean cut beat down sound the UK is like where you want to where you want to listen to it um, this is this is the this is the type of as much as like stuff from the U S doesn't really do it for me, especially if it's super like well, a uh, too polished for the recording quality, but there's something about, um, everyone in Europe, UK and surrounding areas that, uh, they can do it. They can do it in a way that satisfies those needs. So, uh, Their new record is titled Hell is to Dwell. We played the second track off the LP titled Try Hard. 15 tracks, like I said, all for free. So there's no reason not to listen to it. And if you like it, it's perfect. The a whole record to add on to your laptop or device. I don't know how that how that how you really like how people do it anymore with all the streaming services and how they want to do their physical music. Me, I have a backlog because I have a radio show. I don't know what the casual listener is, does, you know. Send me an email, deadairnwcz Answer that question for me if you have the answer. Or uh, just let me know on some some sort of platform. I think, what do, what do we got for time? I think that is... About the perfect time to end it. Thanks for listening. Catch y'all next week.
1: But you know not that anyone is nice to like you Feels like you're trying hey, me You're fucking TV You put it to stress And you think you're You to the last <laughs> time Fuck like you No danger, fuck like me You fucking me